Oh, Loz just said it all. Footy season, how good. And it is Friday, February 16. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. We're just watching, in fact, the start of the Super League season in the UK. I'll tell you what, it's a very healthy crowd over there in Hull. And that's because it is not only the season opener, it's the Hull Derby. Uh, Hull against Hull KR. And Hull KR have just scored in the corner there to open the scoring early doors there, Loz. 4-0. And uh, we mentioned it early this morning, but looking forward to seeing particularly how Warrington go under Sam Burgess mm. this year. Yeah, no, it, it will be a good opportunity for Sam to prove, his, prove himself as a, a first-grade coach. Willie Peters. Willie Peters and Tony Smith are the coaches of the respective sides. Mm. I think Willie coaches Hull KR and Tony Smith mm. coaches Hull, but there's a decent crowd there. Great crowd. Yeah, and as you would expect, opening game of the season and the two rivals playing each other. Um, but that's a wonderful start for Hull KR. They've scored in the opening minutes, and that, I think that's Peter Hicku. It is, taking yeah. the conversion at the moment. Uh, and uh, we've got, of course, the Charity Shield tomorrow night, the Indigenous and Mari All-Star game tonight in Townsville, and last night the preseason challenge uh, with the Bulldogs, 24-12 to over Melbourne there at Belmore. A try to the returning Ryan Pappenhausen off a Jonah Pezzik kick from a scrum was certainly a highlight just on half time. Uh, Drew Hutchison, Blake Taft, they impressed in their first hitouts for their new club. Bronson Jerry as well scored a try and he carried for 161 metres as well. And is going to be a big, big watch for the Dogs after his four-year hiatus due to that uh, performance-enhancing drug suspension. Uh, now, Ali Mosley's tips, by the way, uh, just before the news then, just to recap those. Her best bets tomorrow, race six, number five, Alentia, $3.10 with tab. She likes each way, race four, number one, Cuban Royale, $16 to win, three ten the place. At Flemington tomorrow, she likes race six, number six, French Endeavour, $17 to win and four forty the place. Tonight at Canterbury, she likes race one, number six, linebacker, $4 with tab. She also gave a mention in the Apollo, while she says Fangirl's certainly the horse to beat, she thinks Cascadian can run a big race. Uh, Race seven, number two, Cascadian, currently $13 to win and $2.90 to place. Uh, But uh, in the Apollo there, Fangirl currently holding favouritism at $2.20. Just waiting to see what's going on with that track. I'll get a text through from the ATC in the next hour or so, I would say. Uh, but there's certainly been some rain around Sydney overnight. And just before we bring Adam Pengilly in, Loz, let's remind our listeners of the multi, which is open and flying this morning. Uh, we're going to Ramwick in race five and six. So we'll start with race five, number four, Bonos Notches to win. And in race six, number two, Samana to run top two. And if you want to be a part of that BSB multi, that's paying $4.25. In its usual spot tab, app tab, website, click on sport. And today's offers and under sports offer, you'll find the Big Sports Breakfast best as we've just watched Tiger. Long putt for birdie at the Genesis Invitational. He's one under through 11 holes. Looks like he's had a mixed round there. Plenty of birdies and bogeys, but one under as it stands for T. Woods. Great to see him back on the course there in California. Uh, Adam Pengilly from the Sydney Morning Herald. Good morning. Morning, Mido. Morning, boys. What do you make of his new uh, logo, Mido? His new apparel? I just, well, I'm just sort of looking at it closely for the first time. I, I like the all white. Oh, okay, so it's actually a a tiger 
Yeah, and it's got it's got fifteen stripes on it to signify one for each major he's won in his okay. career. Well, um, hopefully he has to do a rebrand at some point. Uh, I don't can't know if see, that's going to happen. Are <laughs> uh, you're flying out tomorrow for, for the World Club Challenge too, aren't you? I am, Mido. Yeah, I'm getting on the the big bird and heading across to the UK for a week for the for the World Club Challenge to um yeah to to cover Penrith and and playing Wigan next week. So. I did look at the temperature, Mido. I, I shouldn't be whinging. It's a good week to get away, but it's getting to about a maximum of 9 or 10 degrees in Manchester for the next week. So it's going to be a nice change from the summer over here in Sydney. What are you expecting from the Panthers, uh, Adam? Because I think they're in for another big year by the look of things. Yeah, they're taking it very seriously, Oz. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. I think last year they were they probably didn't realise the enormity of that World Club Challenge at the start of the year. They obviously were beaten by St. Helens. It was a huge upset, if you remember, Loz, um, in, in the wet conditions at, um, at Penrith Park. And I think it stung them a little bit, to be honest, last year. And it was only sort of after full time they realised, wow, we, we let an opportunity slip there. And the club, they have, I think they've won five premierships. They haven't actually won a World Club Challenge before. So I think Ivan's really been trying to get that message through the players and no doubt it'll be interesting to see what they do at 5'8 with Jerome Luai obviously not playing given he's still rehabbing from his shoulder surgery in the off-season so whether it's going to be Dane Laurie or Brad Schneider or even the young gun Jack Cole who might be a bit of a glimpse into the future but um, yeah the Penrith are leaving uh, tonight Loz so they're going to give themselves plenty of time to acclimatise yeah. and, and get over there and, and get ready for the game which we play next Sunday morning our time and with Stephen Crichton moving on as well, who's the likely replacement for him in the centres, do we know? Yeah, I think Taylor May's probably got his nose in front, Loz. And again, he's coming back from a serious injury with that ACL. Um, he missed the whole of the, the 2023 season. He actually ruptured that ACL in the World Club Challenge game last year. So it'll be good for him to get back on the park. But geez, they've got some depth, don't they, out wide now. When One guy I've got a massive opinion of who I think is going to be an absolute star of the future. And I, I don't know if you've seen much of him, Loz, is Jesse McLean. Have you seen much of him? No, so far, no, I haven't. I've only seen bits and pieces. Yeah, same. I've, I've seen little bits and pieces of him. They've got big wraps on him. He's a player that can definitely probably force his way into that team at some stage this year. And don't forget, they they picked up Paul Alamoni on a on a bargain basement deal from the, from the Bulldogs as well, who obviously is capable of playing in the centres or, or could even move into the back row at some stage this year. So. Yes, it's hard to replace Stephen Crichton. He's a fantastic player. We know what he's done for many, many years now. But they do have options in that in that centre position. Uh, what did you make last night of the Bulldogs Storm trial? Twenty four to twelve, Canterbury yeah, beating Melbourne. I saw most of it, Mido. Um, obviously, a lot of focus on Ryan Pappenhausen first and foremost, and I thought he was great in the first forty minutes until he came off. He looked like he had that bit of spark back. His speed looked like he hadn't lost any of it, and that, that try they scored before half time was. Fantastic. Although I thought you would have tried to keep a few of those trick players up your sleeve. For the, mm. for That's the exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Everyone will be ready for Shed it now, won't they? Yeah. I thought it was, it was a great move. I thought, oh, it would have been nice to use that in round one against Penrith rather than a trial mm. game at Belmore. But, uh, but from a Bulldogs point of view, the one guy I was actually really impressed with was um, Jamin Salmon. Loz, did you see much of him at that ball playing lock role? I thought he, he was doing the link up play great between the ruck and, and the half. Yeah, he played really well, actually, as you quite rightly mentioned, he was that link player with the halves. They looked dangerous when they shifted the ball, and I don't know whether they got much success out of it, but they, they looked dangerous when they went uh, left to right, and they were mm. doing that a lot in the first half. But once they started to square up a little bit more in the second period, second half, they actually got a bit of joy out of doing that. So, um, But I, I, it was interesting because, and again, um, you know, Melbourne... Uh, were 
competitive and defended really well in that first half because they had no ball and all the ball they did have was coming off their own line. The dogs got a, a lot of opportunity to attack and it just wasn't sort of clicking. But they looked dangerous. They looked well rehearsed, mm. if you know what I mean. But then in the yeah. second half, I thought Toby Sexton looked good when he came on. And I mm. thought he probably outshone Drew Hutchison, who looks as though he was the P to start as the seven. So that'll be a, an interesting selection for which way they go in round one, I reckon. Mm. Do you think Blake Tusk got his nose in front for the fullback job? Well, I was, I was going to ask you, what are you hearing? Because I think once we see where Stephen Crichton plays next week, we'll understand, mm. I reckon, the makeup a lot more of the Bulldogs' side. Yeah, I reckon the absolute utopia for the Bulldogs is if they get to a situation where Stephen Crichton and Matt Burton can both play in the centres. And it's not going to happen this year, obviously. But when they get to that position, then they know they've got everything sorted, don't they? So, Well, I I don't don't know whether they'll need to now. Because I I was really impressed with Sherry last night. Yeah, yeah. First game back. He looked relatively good. It was hard to get too much of a gauge. And we didn't really see him in too much open space. I wasn't sure if he still had the same... Speed or dash that he has a 19-year-old when we saw him. I know it was a long, long time ago. And it was hard to see this in that sort of, I suppose, short burst. We saw from 10 and 15-metre efforts there yesterday. But he looked he looked strong, didn't he? He looked mm. like he's, he, there's going to be no issue with his strength yeah. and trying to bust the tackle. So, yeah, I think there were some pretty good signs there for the Bulldogs. I, I still still find it hard to see them playing finals this year. Um, I think yeah. they'll definitely improve from last year. But... I still think it's probably just maybe a bit too much a leap to, to, to see him squeeze into the top eight um, in 2024. What do you? How do you take these trials, Adam? Like from your perspective, do you look closer at you know games like last night at the Bulldogs, or will you look closer at the Dragons, for instance, rather than you know let's say Melbourne, for example, last night? Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Plucky. You've got to take more notice of the teams who have struggled in recent years and obviously need to start the year fast and putting their better players on the paddock in the in the opening trials. I I remember covering a trial game it was probably about three or four years ago now. And um, Manly played the Tigers at Leichhardt Ovals. It was a Sunday afternoon trial and the Tigers virtually rolled out a, a pretty strong team. And Desi being Desi, rolled out absolutely no one. And the Tigers put a massive score on Manly on that day to the point where their fans were giving them a standing ovation at half time when they came off. They were winning 30-something nil or 40 nil or something like that. And... And Desi literally didn't play not one of his top grade players. So I don't read too much into them, Clarky, to be honest. I, 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 I probably take a bit more notice of teams like the Bulldogs and the Dragons and maybe the Tigers who have struggled. The rest of them, I couldn't really care less, to be honest, as long as they don't get any injuries. Well, I'll tell you one match which True. will have plenty of intensity about it will be this All-Stars match tonight with the Indigenous All-Stars taking on the Indigenous Maoris. Yeah, it's sort of flown a bit under the radar this week, hasn't it, Lawrence? It hasn't got a whole heap of um, media coverage. But I, I really like the comments from Latrell yesterday, sort of saying that, you know, for him, captaining the Indigenous All-Stars team is, is, is a career highlight or one of his career highlights. And it just goes to show what it means still to the players to have this fixture on the calendar. And look at both teams. And yet there's a lot of guys who aren't playing. They've obviously had niggling injuries or their clubs have sort of said, would rather you sort of stay, stay back here and, and get ready for the start of the season proper. But the teams are still relatively strong laws. That was my opinion anyway, looking at the teams at the start of the week. So, yeah, let's just hope we have a good exhibition tonight, some really nice, uh, really good football being played and not too many injuries. That's going to be the key, obviously, and we'll, um, we'll see how that match plays out tonight. Luciano Leilua, is it inevitable he'll be, he'll be a dragon again? 
Oh, I don't think it's inevitable, Mido. Uh, I think it's looking more likely that he'll end up at the Dragons um, than anywhere else. But I wouldn't discount uh, Loz's mob, the Raiders. They've definitely expressed an interest and are, are keen to speak to him and see what they can do. Um, they're obviously looking for some more strike in that back row. They still haven't How quite many back resolved. rowers do you want? <laughs> well, you got 400. Do we, do we know the latest with Corey Harawira and Yeah. I was just going to get onto that. Yeah. They have, he hasn't officially been medically retired yet. He'd been doing a, a ton of testing, obviously, towards the back end of last year, speaking, uh, seeking lots of different advice from specialists about where he sort of stands. Uh, my understanding is it hasn't quite been resolved yet um, at this stage. If he doesn't, uh, doesn't continue his career, which would be desperately sad, obviously, for him and his family and everyone involved, it does give the Raiders that extra roster spot that they need and Trey will be the salary cup if he is medically retired. But you know what it's like, Loz. There's so many moving parts with mm. salary cap management and stuff like that. The Dragons have got the money. They've got an appetite to, to bring him back down. The, the issue might be the money. Um, he's, he's on a fair whack up there at the Cowboys, I'm led to believe. So where the Dragons want to want to pay that amount of money. But you can sort of see him, seeing him fit into that Dragon squad and, and finding a home on that left edge and, be, and being a real menace and get back to his best form. Yeah, no, I, I think he'd be a, a really good pickup for whatever side uh, grabs him. We had Flano on the program yesterday, and I, I don't know. I, I, I did. I won't have them in eight. The Dragons, mm. and I sort of had them towards the the bottom sort of four. But after listening to him yesterday, I know he's only you know the coach and speaking, but I was very impressed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <was> sold. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm easily sold, and I can be brought. <laughs> But but he's a Dragon supporter. What do you think? I mean, because every time you hear him, you sit there and go, well, I've really misjudged this. He's very confident that they can make the eight. Yeah, I I actually went to their season launch, Loz, on what not day to day Friday. I went Wednesday night. I was on Wednesday night at St. George Lee's Club. And sometimes (laughs) when you're in that company, you can get caught up in the positive vibe and the mood and the atmosphere and whatever else. The one thing I've liked about Flano taking over is he's, he's selling hope to the fans, which, which is what they need. <laughs> the poor old Dragons fans have done it really tough for, for a number of years now. He's a guy who knows how to rebuild a club. He knows how to get a team, get a team ready to, to play big end-of-season games. And I look at that roster, and I, I still think they've got an issue. My, this is just my opinion. I think that their middle forwards are going to be tested all year. I don't know whether they've got the depth to be able to hold their own in the middle for over a long and grueling NRL season, but I think one of the positives they, they do have is some of the strike they've got on the edges, Loz. Like, if, if you can get Luciano Leilua in that squad, you've got Jaden Sura on the other side of the field, who, mm. from all reports, has had a really good preseason. If you can get Moses Suley back to somewhere near his best, and Zach Lomax might be playing back again in the centres at some stage, mm. it just gives them a bit more strike out wide. Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, still, I still think there's question marks over some key positions there. I, I, we've got to see how Kyle Flanagan goes with Ben Hunt. Yeah. What are they going to do at hooker? But I think they'll compete a lot, lot harder than what they have in recent years, put it that way. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And Clarkie and I both sort of said after the interview, we went to the break and we went, yeah, we might have to reassess where we put the Dragons here. Mm. I don't know. Mm. And again, you can get caught up. In... Well, I think people will take, like our listeners will take that the wrong, because a coach is selling his team. But yeah. I don't think that's what, we, what we're saying. I, I, I think what we both agree on, He's going to get the best, best out, of out of his stock. Yeah. I think yeah. we're all, yes. we're all realistic. You know, their stock yeah. is not the Panthers. We're not sitting here saying that, but we're saying from everything he's saying and just the feel that we got, I think he's going to get the best. He's going to push these blokes as hard as he possibly can, and wherever they end up, 
it's going to be the best that they can get with the stock yeah. they've got. Adam Clark in laws also signed up to Amway yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, mate, listen. Because your bum's still sore, don't take it out on us, all right? Give it a rest, mate. Not yeah. Give it a rest, mate. Yeah. People are having their it's breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. Have that with your wheat picks. <laughs> we'll tell you the real story off air. Yeah, Adam, don't worry, mate. Grumpy pants is an understatement in here with Mino this morning. Oh. Mate, just sit comfortably yeah. on the pillow yeah. on top of your chair and relax, yeah. mate. Enjoy that facial cream. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Friday, boys. It's not. Friday. I used to work with a bloke. Hey, hey, hey. We don't <laughs> want to know, man. He used to rock up at our joint, like, in his, like, you know, suit, briefcase, trying to sell us Amway. No joke. Oh, Unbelievable. Story for another time. Oh, uh, we better get some real off you for tomorrow. Uh, what do you yeah. like? Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm all in on Lozzo. Oh, yes. Too, man. I, yes. Am, I am all in. There you go, Lozzo. That's all you needed. It's all I need. Bit of confidence. Love it. Yeah. Race six, number two, Samana. The best bet on the program, you know I was doing the form last night, and I woke up this morning, and Loz is tipping it up this morning. I almost choked on my cornflakes, but uh, I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm feeling even him. more confident. She's been to the beach this week. <laughs> yeah, she had a good swim. Apparently, she loves flippers. Mm. She beat P- Kieran Perkins, so <laughs> she's ready to go. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think she's got the residual fitness from a couple of runs over over summer. I think she finds a really nice race. She's talking to speed. She can handle rain affected going or or softer tracks. Sorry, so I'm with her. Race six, number two, Samana, the best bet on the program. Three dollars eighty currently with Tab. Just a question on the text line: Can you get Adam's thoughts on Private Eye tomorrow in the Black Caviar Lightning? I'll tell you what: If it wins Ooh. over a thousand first up, yeah, uh, he is some horse. Uh, he, we know at... already already is, but gosh. Yeah. That's I a kept task. looking at him, you know, I just thought 1,000 metres, geez, it just looks at just a, a shade, mm. shade short for, for me. But I didn't know what to do in that lightning stakes. So I think Imperatrice is vulnerable. So she has to be vulnerable, doesn't she, Definitely. after that, that trial? And, and particularly at the price, but what beats her? Like, I just, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what beats her. That's, that's probably the question, Mark. Um, probably going to the local. Maybe I'm unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's going to be a fascinating race. It's sort of a race I'm not getting too involved with. Put it this way, Mido, if it was 1,100 metres, I'd almost be tempted to have something on private eye. I just think 1,000 metres, it seems flashing late, maybe running a nice second or third, something like that. So anyway, we'll see how that plays out. I've never asked you this question. I think Mido has, and this will be the last time I ask it. But do you know Lance from Point Frederick? (laughs) (laughs) I've got no idea. I'll tell you what, he's so in love with you. (laughs) 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 It's the best, isn't it? It's got to be a G up. Mate, I'm going to take a photo and send you. <laughs> it's always getting to the point of disturbing. Will you be watching your beloved Manchester United, by the way, when you're over there? I'm trying to get tickets, Mino. Keep it quiet. Okay, right. Okay. Um, I, might, actually, I might even try and see if I can sneak over to Anfield and just boo your mob for a night. They're playing Luton, they're playing Luton next week. No, all right, we'll go over and watch three points. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for Luton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you like that oh, one, I like did that you? One, yeah. oh. Jeez, imagine if you got beaten by them. 
Uh, just go and sell your Amway at 7.30. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> See you, boys. Book your tickets to the Trackside Garden Party on Gosford Race Day, Saturday, 24th of February, and go into the draw to win a double pass to Rocket the Races 2024. Just head to the Entertainment Grounds website to book www.theentertainmentgrounds.com.au. Phil Moss is coming up shortly. Uh, just some markets for the All-Stars game tonight with Tab. So the Indigenous side is $1.67. The Mari All-Stars, $2.22.5 is your line there. The Mari All-Stars, the plus. And in the women's fixture, the Indigenous side's $1.68 favourites. And the Mari All-Stars, $2.20 there. Uh, the next pre-season challenge match is tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow afternoon at Gosford, Newcastle up against Cronulla. And Newcastle are $1.52 for that match. Cronulla $2.55. The line there, five and a half. Uh, looking forward to seeing Kane Dyke, Kane Dyke sorry, at fullback for the Sharks, Loz. So he had, uh, obviously, the serious injury last year. And the halves battle is going to be one to watch there at Newcastle as they try and fit Cogger, Gamble and Hastings into that side. And, and you think with the hooking battle... Uh, with obviously Phoenix Crosland was so good, but they got their captain in Jaden Braley coming back. How are they going to fit those five players in their system? They probably can't. Good problem to have, isn't it? Good problem to have. Um, I think you need someone that can play dummy half these days. It's it's difficult on the bench. On the bench, yeah. yeah. It's 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 difficult for a player to play that full eighty minutes, in particular with the speed and intensity of the game. So that might be a, something that sides will look at. But you're right with Newcastle; they've got. A bit of depth there. And Phoenix Crossland was one of the standout oh, players for them. You know, he really found his position uh, as a hooker. So him and Braley will go at it, and that'll be a, a difficult one for the coach to decide who's going to start, who might come off the bench, or who might miss out altogether. Uh, same thing with the halves, because Cogger was good for the Panthers last year, and I thought his involvement in the game, uh, in the grand final, was strong in the last 20 minutes. Uh, but Gamble and Hastings, they, they developed a nice combination as the season went on. Uh, but with Newcastle, again, it look, you, know, you look at Caelan Ponger and what he did at the back end of the season, that was a brilliant uh, year from him, uh, or back half of the year. And it's amazing, isn't it? Because his future was in doubt, and we all thought, oh, no, we could be you know, you know, seeing the last of Caelan Ponga. How is he going to come back? Will he come back? Will he ever be the same type of player? Uh, went over there to Canada and came back and just hit the ground running and um, took the Knights all the way into the final series. Uh, they ran out of legs towards the end of the, end of the year, but what, what he did and what he was able to achieve was phenomenal. So if he can recapture that type of form, then the Knights are in for a good year. Because their forward pack is very strong. They've got strikeout mm. wide. Bradman Best just re-signed. Mm. So they've got the ingredients of a very, very good side. Got good juniors too. Power of self-belief, yep. I reckon. Just to have the confidence to, you know, yep. I think everyone sat for a long time thinking any time you got tackled, you sort of had, your, you know, hands are up in the air going, I oh, hope he's okay. Like any sort of a, yeah. a tackle that was a little bit high, you just didn't want to see Ponga get hit in the head again. Like, And, and I, I know I'm comparing it to cricket, but I think of someone like Will Pukowski. Yeah. I think you can learn so much from Caelan Ponga. I, I know, you know, getting hit in the head in any sport, that there's always risk. But once you step onto that field, certainly at the highest level, that self-belief needs to be so strong and so powerful. Mm. For him to come out and play the way he played, Loz, that was... 
phenomenal. And to be able to, like, just play with that freedom again, the confidence yeah. and freedom to not change your natural instinct, your natural game. Like, he still puts himself in positions of yeah. massive risk every single time he walks out on that field. So that, again, I think everyone's always seen the talent. Every time he put on a Queensland jersey, you yeah. saw the talent. But for me, what impressed me the most was, Matt, he must have phenomenal self-belief to still play the type of footy he plays, yeah. risk it all every time he walks out there and, and show off that that natural talent. And I think for Wolpakovsky as well as, you know, right now we worry, you don't want to see him get hit in the helmet at all. But he's just got to, he's got to keep believing. Yep. He just has to. Uh, and Michelle at Dubbo says, Skies chuck a bet on the Raiders to beat the Eels in their preseason challenge game on Saturday. The market for that one is uh, Parra $1.67, Canberra $2.20. Are you punting Three on the and a half is the line. Just want to know. Just the question. I just want to know what look, your plan is. Look, I don't have a plan yet, <laughs> but I can't rule anything out. <laughs> I can't Give you a bit of advice. Out. Oh, you are brilliant. No, I'm, I'm, you probably, are I'm, brilliant. Be, I'm being a lot on the NBA at the moment, actually. Yeah, that, that was no way to stop you having a little dabble on the um, trial games. And, you know, obviously the races. And, and just on the races as well, um, I've just been informed. You know, we had some ra- a fair bit of rain in Sydney, it seems, overnight. But Brisbane, uh, thinking of everyone in southeast Queensland, gee, they've been hammered, it feels like, over the last few weeks. Brisbane's at 140 mils. Wow. So what's that? Just over more than five inches of rain since midnight. Jeez. 140 mils around Brisbane since midnight. Sunny Coast races are off tonight. So no races there at the Sunshine Coast tonight. Uh, so Taking thank you for everyone hits. there. They've Queens really... Oh, they? Enormous amount. Hull KR, 8 nil. Uh, it looks like they're dominating Josh Reynolds' old side here in the first half. Getting towards half-time. Hull KR on the attack again. Two tries to nil. Uh, Peter Hicku struggling with the boot with the conversions, but uh, Hull KR look all over Hull at this stage in this Super League opener. Uh, now, we're considering Loss's venture into Amway. There was a text on the text line wondering if you're having a Tupperware party this weekend. Uh, uh, no, I remember as a kid, uh, <laughs> mum having Tupperware parties or going to Tupperware parties. Um, they don't have them anymore, do they? <laughs> look, I don't they know. sandwiches and cups of tea know. and just Mate. sit around... Looking at containers. Tupperware party. Tupperware. Yeah, I know. Remember the Tupperware? Yeah, of course, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that was code. I reckon it was code. Get on the drink. I reckon mum was like, it's like a, sorry, babe, I'm going on a work trip, what dad does. I reckon that dad was definitely code. I reckon yeah. mum was code as well. Just Tupperware party. Where did all that Tupperware go? I, I don't, it's, well, it's still around, isn't it? It's yeah, still around. The Tupperware's still around. Why don't we celebrate yeah. the Tupperware? Imagine that. Doing it now. Mate, your kids would look at you like you're <laughs> cool. You're going to have a party for what? <laughs> Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we nah, get around well, and I reckon, have I re- a look at it. I reckon they got us. I reckon, I reckon it was code. Female yeah. code for... It might have been, actually. No, ladies been. night, yeah. boys get out. Yeah, it's been like us when we are going to go and see yeah. a man about a dog. Yeah, I've yeah. yeah. got a work trip. I've got a work trip. What work are you doing? I'll make one phone call while I'm away yeah. for four days. That was a work yeah, trip. It's a work trip. Yeah. Hello, Mossy. How are you? Oh, loving the new intro. Yeah, that? yeah that's special if you that's get an intro. John is pretty proud of it too. He had arms outstretched. He's in welcome to my time. intro. He got in an hour early, John. He had nothing to do. He's like, rightio, we're going to mix things up in here today, boys. <laughs> the only thing certain about life mate, is It's very it's good. Being a father, mate. Baby's up early. Can't go back to sleep. In he comes. 
Yeah, <laughs> good. The uh, every time I hear that Colin Trubalowski's goal, it still brings uh, yeah. tingles to the skin, which is great. But talking about Amway, Loz, are you in Amway now? <laughs> no, not in Amway. <laughs> not, no, well, no, not yet. No, no Mido was approached by a, a person at his former workplace about uh, buying Amway. Yeah, this is true. And true story. Then I, I was talking to him in the break about how I can remember my mother either having a Tupperware party or going to Tupperware parties. Right, right. Well, my, my parents were mixed up in Amway. I reckon I would have been 10 or 11. Mm. That's where I learnt my entrepreneurial skills. Right. And they've only gone severely south since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not catching up with Clarky on the harbour on my boat. Put it that couldn't way. sell the dream? Not happening. No, no, you said, no. No, it's never over, mate. You're still selling the dream. <laughs> well, well, Cowboy from Hell's just texting, Tupperware gigs still the real thing. As our thermomix, thermomixers. Yeah, remember the thermomixers? Yeah, thermo, yeah, yeah, it's still fluffing around there. It's yeah. still there somewhere, the thermo. Oh, we got sucked into the thermomix yeah. three years ago. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It's actually brilliant. I can oh, even make dinner with it. Do you remember the channel? It was called TVSN. It was like... No, they're still there. Is that still on? TV Shopping Network. Yeah, yeah. it was like 721 on Foxtel. Yeah. I don't even know how I got to 7. Like the movies buy? are in the fours, the sports are in the fives. How do I even get to the seven? Maybe buy? I was on my way to the music channels. I know you buy a vacuum and get a free ShamWow or something. <laughs> but wait, but wait, there's more. Two for the price of one. Tim Shaw at Demtel. Remember <laughs> right. him? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Yeah. ShamWow. Yeah, Remember that, nice, that nice, one shammy that yeah. you, you, yeah. Could, you could bath yourself yeah. in the ShamWow? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I don't want to know what you do at home. Man, right? I'd way too much free Maybe time, I reckon. Uh, oh, we better talk dear. some football. And uh. Feel for Paddy Wood. Uh, and, you know, obviously we had a bit of a laugh about his missed goal last weekend, but he's been copying, uh, you know, a lot from all these just tough people on social media and, and with all their comments, giving it to him behind their, you know, profileless. Um, yeah, monikers, and we find out that he's now out for up to three months with an ankle injury, which probably explains he could have used the other foot last Sunday night. He was probably protecting it, Mossy. Yeah, that's right. Well, it sounds like a mitigating circumstance, doesn't it? Because if he was carrying a stress fracture in his ankle, as his coach, Wilfred Tallow, came out and said this week, and now he's in a boot for, for a few weeks and out for probably 10 to 12, um, that, that certainly explains what might have been going through his mind. But it's the second time in a couple of weeks we're talking about these trolls, these uh, gutless trolls on, on social media. Um, it happened when the Socceroos uh, went out of the, the Asian Cup with Mitchell Duke um, um, and uh, Lewis Miller. Um, and it's just, you know, the, the society has to do something about it. it. What can we do except raise awareness to it? But I know there are some... Um, some things being put in place, some software um, stuff that's being designed um, out there that, that may make a difference, and I hope it does because uh, it's it's not fair, it's not right, um, and it needs to be stamped out. All right. Take us through some of these games. The Wanderers, I see, travel to the Central Coast. How do you see this playing out? Well, you would have said it's, it's going to be a really, really... Um, tough one, um, but that really will come down to Central Coast and their bounce-back ability, because last week uh, there was a result in the performance against Sydney FC that no one in a Mariners uh, jersey or, or um, supporter saw coming. Sydney FC dominating them in Gosford, um, so yeah, they'll be fired up, which probably points to a very tight one. Western Sydney um, under Marco Rudana, there are thereabouts, a lot of controversy 
around them over the last couple of weeks with Roods uh, being outspoken about the, the league and, and the referees. And um, FA CEO uh, James Johnson came out this week in staunch protection of match officials, not not just at the top level, but yeah. right throughout the game. And, and rightly so, we haven't got enough of them and we're losing too many of them. So uh, something has to be done. Did, did, did he get fined, Roods? What happened with the chairman? I, I saw that vision. That wasn't great. No, um, look, it wasn't. No, I said on air Monday, I think it was, I've got a lot of respect for Paul Letter. He's put millions and millions into the game and, and done a brilliant job with Western Sydney and um, and other parts of the game over many years. But you can't, as a chairman and an owner, no. um, you know, step onto the pitch at full time and, and stare daggers at, at match officials and, and, you know, make comments. Um, but I think, if I'm right in saying, you know, um, Paul Lederer and Marco Rudan have been um, issued with show cause letters, um, and they'll um, you know they'll face uh, the tribunal, I guess over the next um, next week or so. I see Courtney Vines out of the Olympic qualifiers for the Matildas against Uzbekistan as well for personal reasons. So uh, missing a few key players heading towards those qualifiers. Yeah, that's right. Sophie Harding gets uh, called up in, in place of uh, her um, teammate, Courtney Vine. Um, first and foremost, I hope everything is OK with Courtney because personal reasons, you never like to see that as a reason for withdrawing from a squad, particularly a national squad, at, at a crucial um, period of, um, of qualification for a major tournament. But um, great opportunity for Sophie Harding. She's been fantastic in the A-League. Um, she's got some history here on the Northern Beaches in Sydney. Um, with clubs, and um, it's a wonderful opportunity for her. But just another another Sydney FC player that um, you know that, that gets their chance, um, and that, that production line just keeps on. It's a gift that keeps on giving. What about in the EPL, buddy? City v Chelsea. Who do you like? Um, look, uh, <laughs> I like City, obviously. But um, you know what? What may play into things is the, the Champions League game. The way. Uh, the away game during the week um, uh, against Copenhagen. Um, and they were very good, uh, Manchester City. They, they blew Copenhagen off the pitch in the first uh, 25 minutes, but it was 1-1. Um, Copenhagen scored a fantastic equaliser. Um, but then they Manchester City were too strong, went on with it 3-1. But, um, you know, that could play into the, the hands of Chelsea a little bit. Um, but on paper, on form, um, you couldn't go past Manchester City in um, in that one, Brentford are hosting Liverpool. Um, I've got a little bit of a same game multi. You know, I've mixed Ooh. things up this week, so I'll give you that at the end. But um, yeah, not the easiest of away trips, Brentford, but uh, one that Liverpool no doubt should uh, negotiate. Now, Ange is uh, hosting uh, Wolves um, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, so that's a game that Spurs should win. But uh, again, there's a banana skin awaiting them if they're uh, if they're not on the game. This is from Shire as. Mossy, and he's a Man United supporter, but he wants to know how much trouble and what's the latest with Man City and this financial fair play. Yeah, great question. Um, and it just keeps bubbling away. And, and they, they came out just a couple of weeks ago. So for those who don't know, Manchester City facing over 100 uh, charges um, for financial fair play um, irregularities. Um, so they've got to face the music at some point And... Um, the governing body came out and said that there is a hearing date set, but they wouldn't tell us what it was. <laughs> so right. we're all in the dark as to when it's going to be heard. But, uh, yeah, facing over 100 charges um, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's a, that's a lot of charges, and there could be... Will they have the gumption to do it to Van City? 
Well, if they, if they if, if they've right. if they've rorted, oh well, not rorted, but you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Can you say rorted? Over yeah, it? you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, well, if, if, if they're they... found to be guilty of of uh, cooking the book, so to speak, what what's what happens? Well, I ask you the question: What happens if they don't come down on them? You know, like it, it's a massive can of worms because then chaos reigns. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. If, if you've broken the laws of the game, the, the financial fair play rules or any rules, um, and you're found guilty, then you, you have to... Uh, and, and I guess that's the question. Will they be found guilty? Well, if the evidence is uh, strong enough, they have to be found guilty and, and the, the wrath of the game has to come down on them like any other club. Otherwise, um, we're going to have lunatics running the asylum and that won't be good for world football. Multi then, please. What are you giving us? Right, let's go to Liverpool Brentford. Mm-hmm. And I am going with. Um, where are we? Here we are. So I'm going with Liverpool to win over two and a half goals. Both teams to score. Jota, anytime goal scorer. Uh, okay, is that it? Yep. Jota, anytime goal scorer. I just got to find Jota's name. Okay, so you've given us that little four-legger. That's $4.20 I've got. So Liverpool to win, over two and a half goals. Both teams to score. Jota, anytime goal scorer. That four-leg same-game multi, $4.20 with tab. Yep, and I've got a four-legger just in the EPL for anyone who's not interested in the Liverpool-Brentford game. Well, you have to be because Liverpool's uh, the first league to win. Um, Spurs to beat Wolves. Arsenal to beat Burnley away from home for Arsenal and Newcastle to beat Bournemouth at home. So it's Liverpool into Spurs, into Arsenal, into Newcastle. That's paying $5.20 and you're one in a row, obviously, Mossy, so you're in form. I nearly hung him up this week, but then Clarkie's voice was just dangling no, in my mind. Stay strong, buddy. Massive win. <laughs> Everyone's back on your team until you lose again. That's, that, that's all right. You just keep doing your thing, buddy. Keep doing your thing. That's it. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Um, you Moss- too, boys. Have, have a good, good weekend. Phil Moss Cheers. there. Uh, Brad Davidson coming up shortly. Just thank you for all the Tupperware information on the text line. <laughs> <laughs> this this one. Josh from Wagga. Uh, boys, my wife is an avid Tupperware fan, despite being born in the 90s. Tupperware actually went broke last year because their gear lasted so long they never had repeat buyers and the younger generations didn't need to buy it as it was handed down through generations. So true. Thank you, Josh from Wagga. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, commiserations to anyone who had shares in Tupperware. Well, that is true, but I'm still peed. It means my old girl's obviously have given it to my sister because she's never given me one Tupperware container. It's not okay. You've had 45 Tupperware parties you've told me about as a kid, and I didn't get one. <laughs> didn't hand me down one. That's did, code. They, Tupperware parties yeah, code. I think it might be. But oh. they did last forever, didn't they? Oh, for sure. They lasted forever. Must All have been made plastic. of good plastic. Mm. No. Nah. Quick. I'm calling BS. <laughs> Definite code ladies party. Get out of the house, boys. Brad Davison, good morning. Yeah, morning, guys. How are we? Very well, thank you. Now, we're interesting with all this sort of rain around Sydney overnight, and fangirl we know uh, generally is best on dry ground. So how do you think she'll go on the Apollo? Yeah, gee, it's funny, isn't it, guys, how things can change in a, in a, in a second in Sydney. Uh, what have we got? 60 mil or something, a reading on, online. I'm Jeez. not sure how much of the track it's got, but, uh, yeah, it's Sydney weather. It's, it's as unpredictable as it comes, isn't it? So... 
it's sort of turned uh, tomorrow's meeting on its head. Um, look, you know, she'll be she'll be hard enough to beat if she's there, but uh, I'm not sure she'll be there now with that rain. Um, depending how the track comes up and and whatnot, we know at this time of the year it, it dries pretty quickly. But if they've copped anything like that, then um, yeah, look, Dan, are waiting for the the track report this morning. I checked the. ATC website and uh, that weather and track sort of report doesn't seem to be updated just yet. So I'm, I'm sort of up in the air a bit. But uh, look, I had it clearly on top, but we know that, you know, genuine wet tracks generally a query. And I'm just don't, not sure whether Chris Waller will even run her if it is a, a genuine wet track. So uh, we'll wait and see and see how all that pans out um, tomorrow and, and see what the weather update is this morning. But uh, look, I think soft track's okay for her, but if we're on sort of genuine heavy, um, then it's always a bit of a query for Fangirl there in the Apollo Stakes tomorrow. Uh, are you waiting for the track to improve or are you worried about your selection in the light fingers tomorrow, given the amount of uh, rain that's around? Look, I think Arctic Glamour will get through it, Loz. Um, uh, you know, she's tried well on soft ground before. She's pretty un unknown on sort of, you know, genuine wet ground. But, gee, I think she trialled up beautifully heading into this race. And they went up sort of $8 early on. I thought that was an absolute steal about Arctic Glamour. You know, her first up win last preparation was dynamic. And uh, the way she's trialled, beating Macarena, who ran so well on Eskimo Prince last weekend, uh, does read very nicely for her, for her prospects here. So I'm, I'm happy to stick with her, even if it is wet. But... Yeah, like I said, if it if it does get genuine heavy, then um, it's always a bit of a concern. But they're all pretty much in the same boat here, all resuming from a break. So, um, we'll, we'll uh, you know, they're all going to be a little fitness concern. And if anything, she's probably looking for 1,300 metres. So I don't think um, that's going to be too much of an issue for her. So, look, I think she was the value player of the day at, at Randwick there tomorrow. Look, she's probably at around a right odds now, $5. But um, I think she'll go awfully close. Watch for her late down the outside. She's got a massive finish. And... Just needs to stay in touch early on in the race. Very intriguing black caviar lightning. Uh, Imperatrice dollar ninety five back into a dollar eighty five. Coming off that, you know, questionable trial. To what extent is she vulnerable in the lightning tomorrow? It's got to be a query, doesn't it, Jared? I mean, you watch that trial, and I am unstoppable, and Bill and Nipatina went past her under a hold, and there she is being ridden out and and showed nothing at all. I mean. You know, if you were just watching them and the horses hadn't raced together, you'd price Imperatrice 50 to 1 and the others much, much shorter. But, um, you know, it's always a little query because you've got to sort of treat horses. I mean, we've seen what she's done. And, and in my opinion, she's the best sprinter in Australia at the moment. But they've got to come back and do it again, the, the preparation after. And um, we know mares sometimes can sort of, you know, go off the boil a little bit. Um, so can gilding, so can uh, so can colt. So really, any horse can. So you always got that little query, and that's why the the, the bookies are dangling the carrot a little bit. They'll probably continue to dangle it tomorrow, and you might get sort of two two ten. Um, it's a really fascinating. I mean, I've got to stick with her just simply because her figures last preparation are a, a class above these. But um, I do concede that uh, she could go either way simply off that trial, which was. Very, very plain. Um, there was no other way to describe it. So, yeah, uh, fascinating to see what happens. Private Eye, he'll be, he'll be storming home. I am unstoppable that the stable suggesting he's just improved out of sight, this preparation. So, look, I think they're the main dangers. Um, but, look, she's got to go on top but with a bit of a degree of caution there tomorrow, no doubt. Who's your best tomorrow at Randwick, mate? Look, I think Winchat's hard to beat. Again, he probably, you know, doesn't, 
want that all that rain overnight, but he just maps to get a, a beautiful run in front. He, his first up winner on the Kensington track, he absolutely broke the clock. And uh, with 60 kilos, he drops down massively in weight here. He controls the race. He can be a bit inconsistent. That's his little query. But look, if he jumps to the front and runs anywhere near he did last start, he'll be winning again. He's, his last start rating was about four lengths clear of what anything else has done in this race. So he's got a big sort of gap on them and uh, just needs to go anywhere near what he did first up to be awfully hard to beat once again. So race four, Winchat, the best there tomorrow. And race eight, Arctic Glamour, I thought was the, the best value. And that's race eight, number nine. So Winchat, race four, number eight. His value, Arctic, Arctic Glamour, race eight, number nine. $5 currently uh, with tab there. Uh, thank you, Davo. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. You too. Cheers.